0: Welcome to the shores of Lake Norman here in Mooresville, North Carolina. We are backed with the unnamed Flow Racing Podcast. Dylan Welch, Tyler Burnett. We do not have a guest this week, but Dylan, we have plenty to talk about recapping the Tuscarora 50. And of course, we're going to Eldora
1: this week, baby. Yeah, it's awesome. You're leaving, uh, leaving right from here and headed to the Big E, aren't you?
0: That's right. That's why I'm a little out of breath here because we've been rushing around trying to get everything ready to go. Uh, we're heading to the big E. I'm gonna stay at my parents' house for a couple of days. I'm going to go to Indy, the 17th, do like a little shop, you know, excursion, if you will. Go to Keith Coons, go to Bernie's, go to the Clausen Marshall Racing Shop, and
1: you know, see all my friends and uh, get some content before we're outdoor. It should be exciting. Living the dream. Off a fun weekend at Port Royal, right there in your element. Looked awesome. I would say fun is an understatement. Yeah, it looked like dude, a good that time. food. Oh my gosh!
0: I mean, you know, yeah, you know.
1: no. Pennsylvania tracks have the best have the best food for sure. You know how uh, fat I am, obviously, and
0: to uh, get to taste some of that food, the chicken wings were incredible. One of the best chicken wings I've ever had. Um, donuts, they were good, and then of course the the fare stand, like Blake was recommending, it was pretty unbelievable. It's good stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so check all those pieces out. They're on Flow Racing. I believe some of them are actually free. We posted to social as well uh, with no paywall. So um check out some of that content let's get into some of the racing uh let's start on the USAC side Chris Windham takes a point lead from his win at Bloomington big dub for uh, the Hayward Motorsports team which they just let go of their midget driver Tanner Forsen this week which was quite interesting they started out hot in the midget I know that we're going to talk sprint cars here in a second but Tanner you know won at Ocala And then, you know, was just – they were really good at the Chili Bowl and I guess just kind of fell off from there.
1: Well, I was telling somebody the other day, I mean, literally like earlier this this week, uh, just how good, you know, how good he is. Like I think if you're you're a midget team owner and you're looking for somebody to kind of evaluate where your stuff is at or you just want to take it to the front, like Tanner's the guy because he's just going to stand on the gas. You know that. But he's – I mean, I think he's – as good as any driver in the country right now especially in the midget because he just is always fast
0: yeah i agree with that so tanner thorson is a free agent if you're watching this need a driver he's your guy chris windham wins at bloomington then chase Stockton another win at lincoln park speedway and of course the bacon bits celebrating in victory lane the final night at lincoln park speedway uh with brady bacon a good week for you sack and they are going to get really busy here soon. They're going to go to Terre Haute. They're going to go to Hobstadt this weekend. Then, of course, the next weekend, a doubleheader with the Midgets at Gas
1: City and Kokomo. I'll be at those two races. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's uh, The fall you know, is always kind of an interesting time for USAC because uh, everybody is usually ramping up for the West Coast, but I don't even really know if we know how certain and <laughs> for sure those races are. So uh, each race in the Midwest that you have an opportunity to run and, and obviously garner points is uh, is huge and especially on the sprint car side the points battle is super tight I think going into this weekend it was like the the closest four-person points battle ever in mm-hmm. the history of USAC so uh every point every position matters and having opportunities to, to you know have doubleheader weekends is, is huge for those guys
0: the four guys in the points battle are Wyndham, Grant Stockett and Bacon
1: is that it I think so yeah
0: so because obviously Sunshine has been mm-hmm. running a wing car and we'll talk about him in a second but Um, He's running for the full points for the midgets, but not for the sprint cars. Uh, So, yeah, amazing points battle with USAC. It's going to get even bigger with four huge races the next two weeks at Terre Haute, Hobstadt, and I mentioned Gassity and Kokomo. Um, Port Royal, where I was um, with the droves of fans on that final night. That was a lot of people. (laughs) Uh, A little dicey, but... (laughs) It was amazing the crowd was phenomenal just the energy of that place and and of course the first night cory eliason wins on a very very heavy track for port royal it was we had a bit of a rain shower at the start of it also they had a rodeo the night before so you know a little bit of uh what how do i say this fertilizer on the track (laughs) if you will (laughs) that had a little juiced up but uh the track got better throughout the weekend um I personally like the hammer down track the first night. I know that all the locals didn't like it. They yeah. were so used to it being slicked off and you know, three, four wide racing, but Eliason just I, I was standing in turn four and he's just hammer down, not lifting, yeah. and just right, you know, left left front lifting off the ground. You don't see that very often in a wing car, but uh that was a hammer down track for sure. Yo,
1: know, and it's it's I mean, that place is obviously gnarly as it is, but it had a big old ledge in three and four. I mean, and Huge. it was I mean, it was tricky. So it was uh, it was fun to watch. I'm sure for those guys, it, it was probably a little sketch because that place is uh, it's so hammered down, even when it's when it's bone slick. So uh, fun to watch, though. Mm-hmm. So Eliason wins the first night. Then the old man comes out
0: uh, with the Kreitz, and of course Davy Brown on the wrenches for him. Lance Deweese winning both the second night and the third night. He said in victory lane, "You're about to hear the interview uh, of the final night, winning the Tuscarora 50." But he said basically. He lucked into the final night's race. He said he didn't drive his best race. He just had more experience than everyone in the field. But the night before is when he beat Larson and and beat Macri and really had to work for the Friday night main event, which uh, was one of the most impressive drives I've seen in a long time.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, even even on Saturday, I mean, he was obviously searching around and and – persistent kind of down on the bottom when it you know maybe didn't look like that was the place to be he just was smarter than the smarter than those other guys and just kind of stuck to his guns and it paid off it's crazy because these massive
0: haulers pull in you know the Taj Mahal haulers and then you have they're just working out of this little trailer and you know, bring out this car that looks, you know, a little bit older than the rest of them. But
1: man, does that thing have a super tune on it. Yeah, it is they, crazy. They know how to get a, get a get a car to go around that place for sure.
0: It's crazy. All right, here's the interview with Lance DeWeese, final night, Tuscarora 50, my conversation with him. Four different decades and seven times, Lance DeWeese has now stood in Tuscarora victory lane. Can you believe it? Is, is, oh, it's, it's really
2: exciting. I mean, you know, we haven't had the best of years to our standards this year. Um, We've been struggling here, a place I've been pretty dominant at for the last few, five years. And, um, you yeah, know, we, we come on some stuff. Thursday, we actually were better than our finish showed. Um, last night, we were really good. Tonight, we kind of, it was a big guessing game, I think, for everybody on what, how slick the track would get, when it would get slick. And, you know, if we could keep the tires on it. Um, and um, I got a little too conservative there, leading early and kind of let Rico get by me. And um, so we we fixed the car for the for under the red and got a little better and just kind of biding my time see if we get to him in lap traffic we kind of thought that you let rico pass you by design you just you know no, no, stuff, no. to- i wanted to be out front and set the pace but i got a little too conservative with those lap cars and got in the dirty air and got a little snug and uh I just i'm really mad at myself for letting him get by me um i didn't um yesterday i felt like i drove a really really that was perfect a race i could tonight i didn't feel like i drove a very good race especially the first 25 so um you know, sometimes you don't don't always work, do what you think you need to do and you're still in victory lane. So we're gonna enjoy it. We're sitting here, you have to run all 50 laps and we made it to the end. The cool thing about this event
0: in sprint car racing is that Rico came up in victory lane. Obviously he's probably dejected, but yeah. congratulated you. Yeah,
2: he's a really good guy. Um, the things he do does for bullying with the kids in school and all is just unbelievable and great. And that just shows you the character of the guy he is. And you know, he, he's been through a tough life and it just, it's just wonderful. Um, I don't know his parents, but they say they're very great people, and they do a lot of great things for people, and it shows you his character when he comes up. I'm sure he was de- de- dejected and, um, you know, that stuff happens in racing. So, um, yeah, it just you know, he was good all night. So um, we were fortunate enough to be here. Rumor has it that you beat Kyle Larson on the golf course this week, and now you beat him twice. <laughs>
0: that's, well, that's pretty crazy.
2: <laughs> we won twice. We beat him yesterday. We won today. Um, not necessarily beat him today, you know, he wasn't very good, I didn't think all night, but how the track was early, he didn't time good, that's the first he hasn't timed good probably ever this year, which put him behind, and it's just tough, it's just very tough to make up ground, and you have to, you know, how it was in the heat races and all in time shows, you had to have some breaks go your way and time in the right spot, and we were fortunate enough to do all that. To walk into Victory Lane here with
0: Kreitz and Davey. and you guys obviously have put together one of the most impressive careers there ever has
2: been in a, for a sprint car team, but to get another one, I mean, what's that feel like? Oh, it, it's When they're in Victor Lane, that's everything to me. To see him at 87 years old, Davey, to bend down on the knees, if you see him under the red, he's down on his knees working on the race car. Um, they, they did a wonderful job this year of being organized for the red flag last year we might cost us a, a win last year by not quite being organized under the red flag and didn't get some things done to the tires tonight. They did a great job. They were set up and organized and um, they were prepared and it showed. How many of these do you have left? Oh, I think we have a few years left in me. You know, as long as they want me to drive this car and as long as I'm having fun, that's what the big thing. You know, this fifth year in this car and we have fun. Even when we don't win and don't run good, we still have fun. We we both all of us have been doing this so long, we know the ups and downs and We don't let the highs get too highs and the lows get too lows, and we enjoy it. And with the schedule we race, I'm pretty healthy feeling, and I don't get all worn out, so um, my body's pretty good shape yet. So um, as long as I can stay healthy and stay competitive and we have fun, I'll be doing it for at least three more years, I think.
0: Well, you certainly had fun tonight. 53 grand in the pocket of the 69K. Lance DeWeese back in victory lane. That was Lance DeWeese in victory lane, Tuscarora 50, $53,000, his seventh. Tuscarora 50 and four different decades, which is just unbelievable. He's been doing it for 40 years
1: winning that race. Well, and think about how much has changed over the course of four (sighs) decades and the fact that he's still, you know, I mean, 40 years is a long time. And he's, I mean, he's not a, you know, not a young guy by any means. And it's, it's amazing to think that somebody can have that much consistency over the course of their career that as much has changed since, you know, he won his first one uh that he can still he can still get it done in 2020 it really is uh really is amazing
0: I found out a lot of stuff about Lance DeWeese and that's this is one of the cooler things about the trip that I made was I got to know a lot of people so Danny Dietrich I had never met him he's a really really cool guy um I would compare him to like a Robert Ballou like Mm -hmm. he's just a little off really (laughs) funny really really smart with those cars and just hilarious like you talk about one of the funniest guys ever um Haley Shanley and and myself and our, our videographer David Kuhn produced this piece called Dietrich's tweets and we put it on the app basically I went back and found 12 of his best tweets since April and printed them off and just had him explain them and like you know you need to do a, that with Robert too. <laughs> I know there was a lot of like traction control stuff mm-hmm. about Aaron Reitzel and uh, I think he said like Jim Bob ain't shit or something like that in one of them, and then he just goes, "That was the whiskey," you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you got to go watch that. Um, but Deweese, going back to him, his he has a cool relationship with Kyle Larson, and we talked to Caitlin Larson after the piece we did with her. You need to check out that piece as well. They don't. I thought they were drinking buddies. Like I personally thought that he and Larson hung out because they like to drink beer together. Well, Larson doesn't drink beer, but you know whatever Crown or whatever Larson drinks. That's not the case at all. They like to golf. Like so, one of the one of the days, I think it was Saturday morning, they went golfing. And Deweese is a seven handicap, which is really really good. Mm. Like he's a very good golfer. And we know that Larson was on the golf tours deal with Denny Hamlin. You put that on silent or just let it keep? Yeah, that was Brady Bacon. That was uh, texting. So I should probably look at that. But like I was saying, they're they're uh, they are. He's driving. He said. their relationship is built on golf and, the, and they play together. And I would love to take a camera out there yeah. sometime and, and, you know, get them, you know, talking about, you know, just whatever. Yeah. Just Mike, golf let them, course, let them golf, yeah, but uh, yeah, there's some really cool characters in Pennsylvania and I met a lot of them. So uh, congratulations to Lance DeWeese, who uh, was obviously stoked to get Donnie Kreitz and Davey Brown back into victory lane. He's like, that's, this team is getting old, including the driver. <laughs> so uh, he said, probably got a couple more years of doing this and, I mean, the way he won that thing, I don't think he's going to stop anytime soon. Um, I saw Cannon McIntosh took a front row challenge and won from the back. That was uh, big. I mean, that must have been a power eye I win. I believe so, yeah. Uh, for Cannon McIntosh, he looks like he's getting a, a role here. He's probably going to be good at Gassity and Kokomo. Jacob Allen got his first Outlaws win. How about that, yeah, long Can time. Can you believe coming. that?
1: Yeah, that was a very popular win.
0: Yes, it was. And of course, we'll see Jacob Allen and probably talk to him when we go to Eldora here soon. Um, what did Hannah finish fourth in a truck?
1: Uh yeah, fourth. Nice. Yeah. Was there five trucks? There was actually. So she <laughs> didn't she didn't finish last. Yeah, didn't finish last this week. So that's, that was that's so good. was so funny
0: when we were drinking the other night at your house and she's like, There was only five trucks, but I
1: finished fourth. Yeah. No, she <laughs> there so there was there was four the first week and she finished fourth. And then this week some other guy showed up on Sunday and she got past with like ten to go. And she just got up on the wheel and said, "I'm not going to finish last." So I said, "Well, why don't you drive that way like the whole night? You know, like the whole feature." But
0: oh, you were giving her a little some tips, like get it. In, you you should have just hopped in there. Get like, those elbow, done.
1: Get, get those elbows up. <laughs> get in there. I saw you. She has t-shirts, don't she? Uh, she's yeah, she sold out already. She already sold out of them. Yeah, she's amazed too. You know, she's got between Twitter and Instagram, she got thirty thousand followers, and she's like, "I can't believe I sold out that fast." I was like, why? Thirty thousand people saw that. Like, uh, of course, if somebody's going to buy them. I
0: think I texted you because, well, you said something about how you guys were looking for a camper and wanted some ideas, and Marcus Lamonis, who is the camping world owner, like, from the profit. Like, I'm talking about, like, a famous, famous guy reached out and said, call me. Yeah. It's like, she can get anything she wants when she puts it on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) He's probably going to be like, $100,000. Here's a camper if you want it. Yeah, I wish. Call me. Yeah. So, uh, congratulations to Hannah. I saw the same night Cody Swanson was there. Yeah, he was there running a late
1: model. Yep, Did it pretty good? Uh, he did. They had double, so, they ran double features. I think he was fourth in the first one and started sixth and finished second in the second one. So, he did a good job.
0: Wow. Racing against the Josh Berries of the world. Yeah. And
1: everything else. Not an, easy, not an easy place. So, he did a good job. Not, not
0: easy at all. Uh, fan vote for Eldora has closed. Brady Bacon was the highest fan vote winner. He is going to the Governor's Reign so is Tyler Courtney. There's an interview that we're about to play right now of Tyler Courtney talking about winning the fan vote. And then of course, Travis Philo from Ohio is going to the governor's reign as well. That's your top three. Here's the interview with Tyler Courtney talking about going to Eldora and earning your guys' fan vote. With Tyler Courtney, heading to Eldora Speedway. And first off, congratulations on getting voted in. Secondly, this is going to be your first race in four years at the Big E with a wing on it. What's that going to be like?
3: I hope fun. Uh, I, I did an open red interview the other day, and uh, they were asking me what was more fun, to run, to run the top at Eldora in a wing car, a non-wing car. And I told them that I uh, did not quite have the confidence I did in 2016 as I do now to run the top, so I'd have to get back to them to a later date. So I um, was excited to get back to you know Eldora. is probably one of my favorite tracks. I so really, any fast half mile like that, Knoxville, Terre Haute, here, Port Royal, It's just, uh, they're all fun, man. So excited to, uh, you know, just one glad for the opportunity. Thank you, fans, for getting me voted in. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, another big payday for, you know, for Sprint Car Racing, which is awesome. Thanks to Tony and Roger and everybody at Eldora for stepping up and, uh, you know, some really trying times, especially at Eldora. So uh, they didn't have to do it and it's just going to be a great weekend, I think. When you
0: roll over from Indy in the the semi, you roll through those cornfields. And up emerges a Taj Mahal of a racetrack. What's what's the emotions like when you roll up
3: to that place? Uh, it's there's really nothing like it. Like you said, you're you're rolling through all these cornfields, and all of a sudden there's just this giant, freaking awesome, awesome racetrack. And uh, you know, if you've never been there, it's kind of hard to explain. But uh, it is. It just you know you almost get chills every time you go there, just thinking about everything that's happened there, everybody that's won there, um, all the big races that happened there. It's just uh, you know, a incredible place that, that Earl and uh, Bernice built, and you know Tony's kept the. The, uh, kept the place alive, and you know, made it even in, in, into a better place. And uh, just been incredible to get the race there the last two years, and uh, excited to get the race there in the future.
0: You mentioned the big tracks. You're extremely good in a non-wing car at all of the big tracks. You know, every time we come to Port, you know, we go to Eldora, we go to Terre Haute, Knoxville. With the wing car, you know, what's it going to be like to rip around that place? But Against some of the best wing drivers in the entire world,
3: it's going to be tough. But uh, you know, I'm up for the challenge, and uh, you know, we've had a pretty good track record there at the Nonwin car. I think we've won the last four races there. So obviously, it's uh, going to be a lot different. But especially going, you know, two and a half, three seconds faster than, than we do in the Nonwin car, it's going to be a transition to you know, kind of just catch myself up to the car. I think, and uh, but I think luckily we got some we get some laps here at Fort World. to get get myself back in a rhythm of you know, being. In a a fast race car with a wing on, so um, it's be a little transition period. But uh, you know, like I said, I'm up for the challenge, and uh, just looking forward to around that place uh, really, really fast.
0: And sunshine, tremendous this week in Port Royal. I mean, they had the super tune on that thing that was, ooh, I I was highly impressed with him. So that's going to lead us right into our hat shakes my hat shake is going to go to him
1: <laughs>
3: slid
0: impressive, me. impressive fifth, the first night, top 10, the second night, seventh in the big show, we're talking about the best wing spread car drivers in the world. Besides of course the outlaws being there, but uh best that Pennsylvania has to offer best that the out, the all-stars have to offer, you know, Brian Brown was there. There were, you know, James McFadden was there with Casey Kane racing. Um, Courtney just looked impressive all yeah. weekend long.
1: Yeah. I mean, really solid, you know I mean? in and, not solid like mid-pack. I mean, like solidly running up front all weekend. And, um, I mean, it's no secret, obviously, to anybody that's watching this, that he's, you know, one of the best dirt racers in the country right now. But I don't think it should be lost on people the challenge that this weekend presented because Port Royal is Port Royal. Obviously, it's an extremely difficult place. Uh, You've got, like you said, the the toughest competition, uh, I mean – of the weekend by far. I mean, just as far as, you know, guys from all different series and disciplines, you know, competing there that weekend, he had the PA locals, he had the best of the all-stars, obviously, um, super tough field. And then, you know, the fact that he doesn't have that much wing experience mm-hmm. and for him to go out there and consistently, you know, all three nights really, really be good and, and be a legitimate contender. Uh, I was, I was equally impressed as well. So, I thought uh, I thought he did a good job. I'll give mine to uh, uh, to Dylan Sisney. That was going to be my other one because I thought that he was, you know, challenging. Obviously, with Macri there at the at the end of the, of the feature on Saturday, but um, you know, another guy, you know, pretty pretty solid weekend all around, and um, for him to go in there and, and beat the guy he beat too, I thought was was impressive.
0: Yeah, he was fourth the second night. Uh, the f- the first night, obviously, the locals. It's not the type of track they want. Yeah, no, they don't, they don't like, that's not them. Um, no. That's not the way they set up their cars. So the second night was more like what, you know, they're looking for. And he broke a front nose wing in that that second feature and said, well, I thought I had a shot at him if I didn't break that nose wing. Mm-hmm. He still finished fourth with the broken nose wing. But I did a piece with him just taking us to his shops and taking us around town at Port Royal because he literally grew up on the backstretch at Port Royal Speedway. And then when he moved from there, he moved to on the other side of the racetrack, which is a walking distance and then his new house is in walking distance and then his race shop now, his new one, is right down the street from there. So like he literally never even ridden rode in a car his whole life. And if you've never
1: been to Port Royal, it's I mean, it's literally right there in town. Like Mm -hmm. it's in whatever the town is that it that it the track is in. The Oh, it's in Port Royal. It is. That's mm-hmm. the city. Yeah. I mean, the racetrack is, a borough. L- is literally just right in the middle of this town. So, yeah. I mean, there's houses all around it. So, it's, that's
0: cool. But yeah, I think I said in the piece, it feels like the town was built
1: around yeah, the it, racetrack. It really does. Seriously. I mean, it feels like they, they had the racetrack there for however many years it's been there, and then they just built stuff around it. It's and cool, that. Really cool
0: place. And that race, the Tuscarora 50 is a holiday for central Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I talked to a kid at one point that said, hunting season when it begins and the Tuscarora 50 are the two most important dates in central Pennsylvania like you should have seen the line getting into the racetrack I mean it was all the way out to 23 like it was just jammed up no parking available general admission tickets were sold out before I even got there wow like you if you if you thought you were getting into the stands that night you weren't you were going into the infield and partying with the other people um but it you know it's a huge huge race and a big deal and you felt that like you know i've been to a lot of big races the chili bowl the past couple of years you know the knoxville nationals the king's royal i've been to multiple king's royals living up there um it just has that feeling of one of the biggest races ever yeah no doubt so congratulations to dylan Sisney and tyler courtney for earning our hat shakes Sisney, of course finishing third a pa posse sweep how about that yeah that's strong for uh, Lance fans Deweese, love that. Anthony Macri, who I I'm highly impressed with Anthony Macri too. Yeah. I think he needs to go big time racing. Like, and there's a good chance it sounds like there's some rumors out of the, out of the uh, PA Posse land that Macri might be going full time racing next year. So yeah.
1: I think he's had a good enough year this year that it would you know I think he's ready.
0: And surprisingly, this is going to be his first visit to Eldora. Yeah, that is wild. So, but that's the way the, he that's gets around th- port, I mean, he's going to be good there.
1: That's the thing too is is you know. That's always the joke, right? is the PA guys need to get off their front porch because their tracks are, are different than you know anywhere else in the country. So that's the challenge, right? That's you know you, you can run out there and run three nights a week and and make good money, but you know eventually I think if you want to take that next step, you got you got to travel outside of the state. so it's a it's a big challenge, big step for sure.
0: And speaking of money, this is a big month for money. fifty thousand dollars at Port Royal. Um, cars are racing at the National Open, of course, at Williams Grove, which is another 50 grand. The Classic is 20,000. The first night at Eldora is 10,000, which is five more than the All Stars pay on a normal show. And then the final night of Eldora is 50 grand. So you're looking at a ton of money. This this is the new month of money. Yeah, It's a good time to be a wing sprint car racer, for especially sure. for the All Stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, big time races coming up. We're going to Eldora. It, I feel like it's going to be very weird to go to Eldora with no fans. Yeah, it is. Like that place is built on the fans. I mean, you have fans lining that place all the time, you know, on the Hill and and turn three and and the infield and, and one and two. It's like, it's just going to be, and I, and I, and I watched a little bit of the late model race just looked
1: weird. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's one of those tracks that is very uh, dependent on the atmosphere of the, of the crowd and just the environment of being there. I mean, it's, it's a badass place, obviously, regardless. And you know, it's not going to change what's on track, but, it's one of those places where it has that big event feel usually every time you go there just because of the buzz that's in the grain stand. So it's going to be different, no doubt. No doubt. All right. Are you ready to go to Eldora? Yeah, let's do it. Hit the road, Jack. Hit the road, Jack.
0: Oh, man, copyright issues. I don't, I don't think I can sing that. I'm a little too close <laughs> I there. don't think that. Uh,
1: yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to be you know, knocking on the door here.
0: We're going to have to go to Bobbers to get some toilet waters, though, I believe. That's fine with me. Let's do it. Get up there Monday. You get up there Monday. Um, you're going to be up there early enough Monday where we can drink a little bit uh, Monday night? I should be. Yep. All right. So we'll uh, go to Bobber's, get us a pizza, some loaded tots, and uh, Boom. some toilet waters. Be, Money. be ready to go. Yep. Um, that's, of course, at Indian Lake if you want to check that out. Uh, that's a free sponsorship from my mom and dad. You're <laughs> free, welcome.
1: Free plug there.
0: Uh, all right. Big week coming up. The Governor's Reign. Do not miss it. 22nd and 23rd. We probably won't have a show. It just depends on how you know lazy we're being when we get up there. Just, we have so much stuff to do. Uh, we might just do our next show after the governor's reign just to recap it because this is a, a preview, um, and hopefully we get the winner or, or whatever. But So look for our next show to come out probably the next week's at some point, Thursday, Friday. I might have to be on Zoom because I'm going to stay up in Ohio and hit uh, Gas City and Kokomo, so we might just do it on Zoom and not be back in the studio. But look for our uh, next podcast to come out then. Thanks for joining us check out all the content we put out on port, at port royal uh it was tremendous Great and Jeff. then and then uh dirt on dirt and uh michael rigsby and tim truex and all the you know dustin jared all those guys at eldora who was there for the continental classic the late model event if you're into the late model stuff they put out some phenomenal content so kyle strickler blew a tire on the last lap and we had an all-access piece with him he was mic'd up the entire night and you
1: got him crying. You know. You know. Yeah, just, I mean, it was amazing. Even, even if you're not a late model fan, you should watch some of that stuff. Just if you're a race fan in general. I mean, the road del Dora. I mean, that piece with with Strickler's is amazing too. I mean, it's it really is just great dirt racing content.
0: Yeah, check it out. All right, we're wrapping this up. The second edition of the unnamed Flow Racing podcast. Checkers are waving. We're going to El Dora. See you later.